0: What a dark cloud to descend upon our province. And really, I think it's uh, a broader uh, problem. It's probably nationwide. Ontario's long-term care homes. It takes the military going in to um, come to the rescue of people uh, during this COVID pandemic to reveal the state of uh, just neglect and uh, abuse and um. Disorder that's going on inside five of these long-term care homes. I'd like to welcome onto the show Joseph Newberger, who's our six forty Toronto uh, legal analyst, also a criminal lawyer. Joe, uh, you've heard the the news here. Uh, Mercedes Stevenson yeah. did a great job of breaking it down, and of course, one of those five long-term care homes. That were in the military report. Orchard Villa in Pickering is now being sued in a $40 million class action lawsuit for abuse and neglect and the staff and uh, supply shortages that failed to keep family members safe during this uh, COVID 19 pandemic. Uh, The question mark for me is not how many other class action lawsuits will follow, but are we going to see criminal charges laid here?
1: Uh, I think we will, but I I have two comments first, initially. One, there is no surprise to this. And I'm shocked that long-term care facilities had not been previously identified as hotspots for the spread of this virus. Second, um, neglect and abuse in long-term care facilities is not something new. So there should not be a situation where our legislature gets into an argument about whether it was the conservative government ignoring this. I I would bet my career on the fact that there... The issues that they have found has been long-standing and goes back well into when other governments were in power. Because this is not something new, mm-hmm. and this report has to be taken very seriously, because the the vast amount of uh, neglect and abuse can easily lead to charges of failing to provide the necessities of life. These people are put in the care of other individuals for their necessities of life, and so there is a profound failure in that regard. Second. Um, there is also issues of criminal negligence causing bodily harm. If the patients are put at risk for contracting a virus, if they are put at risk because they're not receiving proper care and they experience sores or other types of medical ailments that could have been well-prevented, we're talking about criminal negligence causing bodily harm. It's serious. Now, long and we have to be careful because there are many people, I'm sure, who work within the long-term care facilities who are doing their best and are trying within a very... Uh, difficult uh, structure mm-hmm. where there is not sufficient financing and infrastructure in place so that they run properly. So I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush at all. But these findings are stark. It should not come as a surprise. And there should have been government action long before. And we should see a very detailed uh, investigation, not merely by the ministries, but also a police probe.
0: Yeah, I would like to see a police probe. I, I, I When I hear about... Uh, just some of the just uh, situations that were horrific happening, um, you know, perpetrated by workers that are supposed to be care workers in these facilities, you know, feeding people while they're lying down or, you know, they're still choking or they go to sleep while they've got food in their mouths. I mean, everybody knows that that is a potential for a tragedy right there or leaving people in soiled diapers until their skin ruptures. it's, It's hard to understand how um, when the military comes in, that, you know, people wouldn't change what they're doing in order to say, well, when that we're being watched, we'll just change how we act. That, to me, speaks to the fact that they felt it was somehow normal. And there's where I have a problem in, you know, people saying, well, uh, you know, this is how it was done. I was just following orders. I mean, we've heard I was just following orders before. and and in the most despicable ways that's not going to wash
1: right but that's why i'm saying this is not march 17th issue when we Mm -hmm. figured out we had to have a lockdown because of COVID 19. this is a systemic chronic history of improper care and it is a difficult difficult job to care for somebody who is in a long-term care facility with multiple issues and comorbid health issues it's difficult it is challenging for the workers There's no doubt it is a difficult job. That said, this has been chronic and I'm sure has been in place for a long time and not properly addressed. And when the military came in, they were in a situation, I'm sure, of panic because Mm -hmm. of what was going on. And at that point, you're not going to see systemic change because we don't have a system in place for proper regulation and oversight and insurance of high-quality care for those who are incredibly vulnerable in our community homes.
0: I feel like if there aren't criminal charges laid, though, Joe, you could throw a huge amount of money at this problem and people are not going to learn a very valuable lesson.
1: Well, you know, to me, criminal charges always not are, they're not always the best way to try and get change. You know, when there is a systemic institutional and bureaucratic failure and corporate failure criminalizing the issue, is not always the best thing. What is important, frankly, is that everybody takes this seriously in government and and the right people are put in place to go in, fire who has to be fired, take whatever steps that need to be taken. Um, understand that the people who are doing these jobs need to be paired, paid a proper and you know, good wage because they're doing difficult work and put into place serious regulation and oversight mm-hmm. and resourcing of these homes. They need to be resourced. They need the funding. And so this has to be a top to bottom restructure that's taken seriously and will remain in the public eye going forward.
0: Okay, I want to switch uh, topics for a second, if we could, because the B.C. Supreme Court is scheduled to release a key decision today in the American extradition case of that Huawei executive. The judge will be announcing her ruling on this double criminality. What does that mean, and is that what this entire case is hanging on?
1: Yes, I think so. So this is a case where double criminality means, in in an extradition proceeding, the requesting state, so that's the United States, Uh, has listed out a number of charges on an indictment. Are those offenses offenses in Canada as well, or do we have similar related offenses? What um, this individual is facing in the United States are a result of sanctions put in place. They are not necessarily laws on a penal code or in Canada as we we would have in a criminal code. Now, we place sanctions on other countries as well. Does a breach of these sanctions that would result in other criminal offenses equal what the United States has charged this individual with. So that is the double criminality. It is a very nuanced and important argument because the, the charges in the United States may have very serious political motivations and may not manifest in actual criminal allegations in Canada. If it does not, if we would not have similar charges in Canada, then the person would walk free and they would be released from custody and able to travel back to China. If the court finds, however, that we do have similar types of charges that could be involving uh, um, money and other issues with respect to foreign states, then the extradition would proceed and it would go on to the next level.
0: Do you think, uh, Premier or, or Prime Minister, rather, Justin Trudeau, is dragging his feet on a decision on Huawei, Huawei 5G based on what we're going to hear today? Well,
1: I think there's concerns about that. I mean, if if there are real concerns about the 5G network coming from Huawei and there are concerns about how that can uh, possibly invade our privacy um, and have access to important private data, that's something we should all be concerned about, frankly, whatever company it is, um, you know, whether it's Google, whether it's uh, TELUS, whether it's Huawei. So mm-hmm. I think he, he is concerned. I think he is going to listen very carefully to what the judge says to understand what the legal – uh, issues at play are, and then from there, look at what the infrastructure issues with respect to Huawei five G, and then have to make political decisions based upon all those inquiries.
0: Joseph, uh, I always uh, appreciate you sparing some time with us. Unfortunately, whenever we have you on, it's usually about a very sad uh, or depressing topic. I mean, yeah. it's it's they're always important topics, but they're just heartbreakers.
1: Yeah, this one is in particular just such a heartbreak. But hopefully, out of this will come meaningful action and we will see change going forward. But it's media who needs to keep this front and center so that the public doesn't forget about this, nor does the government. So
0: All work. right, Joseph. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Joseph Neuberger is our 640 Toronto Legal Law Analyst. He's also a criminal lawyer.